Hi guys, welcome back to the Balanced and Empowered Fitness Podcast. Hannah Polly here, and I hope you guys are having an awesome week so far. Um, hope you guys are enjoying your first week of summer. <laughs> yes, yeah, so super excited about this episode today. I know I always say that, but I want to do something a little different. So if you're listening to this, you most likely already know what this episode is. I put a post on my story last week um, wanting to do like a listener's Q&A where you guys have the option to ask me literally anything and I promise to answer every single one of them. So depending on how this episode goes, this might be just a part one of a part two, or I'm sorry, this might be a part one. We might need a part two depending on the length and how in depth we go. <laughs> um but like I said, really excited. I got like such a cool variety of questions. Yes, there's a lot of fitness, nutrition, but there's also a lot of like personal things, a lot of slightly controversial things. And I'm just excited to, uh, you know, share these answers with you guys and hopefully entertain you. <laughs> so let's dig in. Like I said, um, I'm going to try to answer them in like, like the order and like similar categories and what questions were asked, if that makes sense. So that way it's not like all over the place. So if your question isn't answered on this episode, it will be definitely be answered on the part two. So let's just dig in here and, and to with any, with any type of Q and A I do, I always promise to be raw and unfiltered about my answers. Um, I feel like that's the only way to be if you're putting any type of Q and A like podcast or like story Q and A or anything like that. So, um, so yeah, I'm pumped. So first question here is what do you do during cardio? You listen to music, you do podcasts, TV shows. So I love this question. Me personally, my first, my first thing I do during cardio is I work. Um, if there's like things I catch up on, such as like text messages or just things that can be done from my phone, that's always my first thing that I do. Unless I'm just really mentally drained from my workout and I feel like I can't put that energy into work, um, then I don't do that. But my first thing is work things. So just catching up on things I need to get done from my phone that I can do. Um, and then if I'm, like I said, if I'm mentally drained where I'm like, I just cannot put this energy into work right now, um, which sometimes leg day totally does that to me. And I hit legs three days a week. So it's a pretty common thing. <laughs> I typically am a podcast girl outside of that. And I love podcasts that I learn from. So I'll listen to like business podcasts. I'll listen to fitness podcasts, um, things that just really just stimulate my mind. Um, because that is just like such a great distraction for cardio. I love music, but music just doesn't do it for me for cardio, but it also like, I think the type of cardio that you do makes a difference in like what you should listen to for personal preference. Um, like I just do lists. So I do really low intensity walking five days a week, just for 30 minutes. Um, so obviously it's not super high intense. So like I said, I'll work or do a podcast. Now, if I have to do like, sometimes I'll throw in some boxing randomly, or like if I, you know, have to do like any type of high interval, um, intensity cardio, like sprints, then yeah, give me some music that's bumping in my ears. I need something to pump me up for that. <laughs> but like I said, I don't do that type of cardio right now. So work and podcast. So I hope that that brings some insight. I think it's good for just anyone who's wondering what they should do. Just try different things. What distracts you most? What keeps you going? And like what motivates you? So, um, 
this is kind of, I just kind of answered this, but another question was, what is your cardio routine? So like I said, right now, currently, I am trying to strictly build muscle. I am not trying to lose body fat. Um, we kind of switched gears here since I was in a Crohn's flare. It's a long story. Either way, um, right now I'm just trying to build muscle. So I just do really low intensity cardio five days a week. It's just 30 minutes of walking typically on a treadmill. If I do it inside, like at the gym after workout, it's on the treadmill. I'll do a speed like 3.0, which I'm a short girl. So 3.0 is a pretty good pace for me. Um, and sometimes I'll throw on an incline, but not super high incline. The thing with like low intensity cardio is like, you want to keep it low intensity if you're doing it for a prolonged period of time. Um, so that's my routine right now. Now, when I get to a place where I'm wanting to get leaner, sometimes we'll throw in some like sprints, um, hit like some more hit type cardio, but right now just, just low intensity. And that's my routine. Um, five days a week, I'll use, I train five days a week. Typically I try to do it after each workout. If like, I'm really drained from like a leg day and I'm like, there's no way I can do cardio. Um, if I, if I don't need to, if I can do it later in the week, then I'll just like do it on like a rest day and I'll walk outside or something like that for 30 minutes. So, um, so yeah, like I said, all about cardio today. I'm loving that question. Um, a few training questions I got here that we'll dig into since we're already talking about cardio is, all right, favorite arm exercise, favorite leg exercise. So I got a lot of questions about favorite like lower body or um, like my opinion of the best glute movement. So I'm going to answer all those questions in one here. So if you ask a question like that, this is your answer. <laughs> uh Okay. So we'll start with upper body. Um, oh, this is tough. I like my favorite upper body muscle group to train is shoulders. I just love to work on some like round capped delts. <laughs> um, I would probably have to say like, I'm in between shoulder presses and dumbbell lateral raises. Um, I would say shoulder presses are my favorite. Like shoulder presses are great because they're fun because like you can like push yourself to get stronger at them. Right. But also like you get a great pump from them too. <laughs> so it's like a win-win there. So I just have to say that shoulder presses are my favorite upper body exercise. And, and that's like, also, I like all types of, um, shoulder press, dumbbell, barbell, um, machine, like those are all great. Um, my favorite lower body. Okay. So I'm going to answer the question, my personal favorite for like what I do and like what I enjoy doing. And then also like i I'll also answer like what I feel is one of the most beneficial lower body um, exercises for building the glutes, which it's going to be really hard to pick one, but I would have to say, oh, this is so tough. Um, I'd probably have to say that my favorite lower body, like if I had to do away with all lower body except one exercise, I'm in between squats and hip thrusts. Um, I would probably pick hip thrusts, honestly. Um, barbell hip thrusts. Obviously, like there's different types of thrusts. You can do machine, dumbbell, barbell. I personally love barbell. I hate setting them up. <laughs> I'm always like low-key, like, gosh, I hate setting this up, like being a brat when I'm at the gym. But once I get it set up and I get going, it's just like, oh, I feel it so good. It, it's, it does it for me. Um, and then I'd have to say that... And the reason I love hip thrust too is like, it is just so glute focused. Like, like you just, when you do them right, I mean, that is all glutes working. And if you feel it in your hamstrings or quads, like your foot placement just isn't right. Um, You should feel that strictly in the glutes. 
So it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> um, and the most beneficial, I like, I just cannot pick one for like the most beneficial lower body, like glute building movement. Um, I'm going to have to give you just like a little bit of a list here. I would say hip thrust, um, RDLs and especially like, it, honestly, any type of RDL is going to be great. I love barbell RDLs, um, cable kickbacks, like for your glutes. So cable glute kickbacks and doing them effectively. Again, you should not be feeling those in your hamstrings or your lower back. You should totally be feeling them all in your glutes. And the movement should be really controlled. Um, and then Bulgarian split squats, amazing for glutes, especially if you lean forward slightly more than you would, like instead of sitting straight up, lean slightly more forward. Um, that can help a lot with focusing more on the glutes. And then of course, like squats are, are amazing. The squats and any type of hip abduction. So hip abduction is like the machines where like you're pushing outward, right? Um, and then any type of squats, which I love barbell squats, but personally I feel Smith machine and reverse hack squats like a lot in my glutes more than like barbell squats. So now that was like kind of a long list, but with those few exercises, like it's really all you need for glutes. So you don't need to do too many things and just really executing, getting stronger at them over time. <laughs> and again, it's gonna be a little different for each person, but that's just like to make that answer like general, those are, my, those would be like my suggestions. So yes. Okay. Let me continue to dig into these questions. Um, okay. So let's move on from the training. And I got a few of these fun questions about um, like a few personal questions about like Halloween and how I'm obsessed with spooky season. So <laughs> So question here is why you like Halloween so much, buddy? And I love Halloween because I've always loved Halloween and I just love that time of year. I freaking love it. It's like the weather's nice. It's starting to get more cold. Like we can wear hoodies, drinking warm coffee. It's beautiful. Um, and just like the atmosphere, like just like the vibe of Halloween. Like I love being able to go to haunted houses and it's a little chilly and, you know, it's football season as well. Like it's just oh, that time of year. Just like I'm getting so excited just talking about it. <laughs> so it's like I feel like, too, a lot of people will think anyone who's obsessed with Halloween. It's like I'm not some like double worshiper either. Like that is not me at all. Um, it's like I, I don't love Halloween for that reason. I love Halloween for just like the festivities. And like, of course, yeah, I love like. I've always loved horror movies and scary movies. Like I love the adrenaline rush it gives me. <laughs> and yeah, I like spooky stuff. But again, people who like spooky stuff, it doesn't necessarily mean that like you're gothic or that like you worship the devil. Like, you know, it's like sometimes people combine all that in one and that's not me at all. I just, I love Halloween and I love just like the festivities and the vibes and everything it's about. So super fun stuff. Um, another question here is your favorite like my favorite spooky season activities, movies, traditions. I love this question. And I hope you guys will hop on some of these traditions because it's so fun. Okay. So favorite spooky season activities are 100% haunted houses. I freaking love haunted houses. I love being scared, even though like they're really stressful. Like if you actually go to a really good one, like they're pretty stressful when you're walking through, but it's like when you get scared, you just kind of laugh. And like, I'm not actually scared of like the decor or the people because obviously like it's all fake, but it's like people jumping out at you. And when rooms are pitch black, like, you know, and there's haunted houses where they can like grab you if you, you know, have wear like a certain bracelet. I love it. I think it's so fun. And it's such an adrenaline rush. 
especially if you go like I love going with John like it's so fun like we both just get so scared it's like a fun you know date as well so haunted houses are my absolute fave my favorite movies if you know me you know this is definitely one of my faves are um halloween so like all of the michael myers movies and this ties into a new tradition that john and i started where we watch every single halloween movie and there's a lot of them if you guys don't know that there are so many michael myers movies and they go they go back all all the way back to the 1970s um (laughs) so that we started that tradition where we watch all of them and like we're freaking busy during spooky season like you know the real spooky season I feel like starts in October right so it's like we only have four weekends to go to haunted houses so we're typically doing something all weekend we go to one on Friday night another on Saturday night (laughs) and uh yeah it's so funny like last year when um (laughs) this is so funny (laughs) last year when we were just I mean because like you know when you go to haunted houses like you stay there late you're going late you don't go early there's typically lines It's, it's so fun I love it but um like John and I would get back so late and I remember John just looking at me and he's like he's like I'm exhausted like he was so exhausted from me dragging him all these haunted houses but it it was just funny you just had to be there to really appreciate it but um and it's funny because now he's like he's like already he's like I'm excited for spooky season so um he's he's starting to get the vibe and starting to love it too so it makes me happy (laughs) um so yeah that was my those are like my favorite activities. I also love pumpkin patches. I know that's super like basic girl stuff, but pumpkin patches are so fun because again, it's something to do that time of year, especially ones that have like, like apple cider and stuff you can try. Um, and just getting a pumpkin. And like, my thing too, is like, I don't like to use like, um, things when you, gosh, what am I trying to say? When you carve a pumpkin, you know how there's like those books you can buy where you trace it. Like I just freehanding it. And I'm like the least artistic person in the world. And so mine's never like really that good, but it's just like, I feel like it's more fun if you just freehand it and carve it and doing that with like your friends or your significant other. It's so much fun. Um, And I like to pick out, like, I never like to pick out like perfect pumpkins. I like to pick out the ones that people won't choose, like the oblong ones. <laughs> so that's like another tradition of mine is like, I pick the pumpkin that no one else is going to pick. Um, so yeah, those are my favorite traditions. Like I said, it's it's like just that time of year is really popping for me. And I'm like so freaking excited just from talking about it. So I really appreciate the questions being asked about, <laughs> about Halloween because I get so excited uh, talking about it. So, and yeah, and I, and I totally agree. Like, I mean, I totally recommend if you're not someone who goes out and does things on like the October, it's honestly so fun. Like just getting out and going to like a haunted house or just doing like pumpkin patches festivities that you can't do any other time of year. Right. Like it's, it's so much fun. So let's move on. Um, I love this question. So what are your thoughts about the fitness industry today? And I swear some of my friends were asking these questions that they know how, how passionately I feel about these things. And they just wanted me to rant <laughs> on this episode. You, you know who you are. Um, okay. So oh, 
my honest thoughts on the fitness industry. There are just so many routes I could go here. So my first thought is I love the fitness industry, right? It's, it's, I live, breathe, eat it. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's the industry I've loved ever since I was a teenager and that like, I've really, you know, I'm thankful for it because, you know, I wouldn't be here today without it. I wouldn't be on this episode. You wouldn't be listening to this episode without the fitness industry, without it being, you know, a thing. Um, I will say that, it's become a little scammy over the last few years. Uh, I'm sure there's always been some, in any industry, there's going to be scams. I totally get that. But I feel like it's become, and I hate to say like saturated because I think it's great that people are getting into the fitness industry. I think it's so great to see like younger generation, like taking their health seriously. Those who actually do things right and who really truly care about like optimizing their health. I think it's freaking great. Um, there are just things that really frustrate me. And again, I think this could just be in any industry. Like I'm sure those of you in the beauty industry, you guys have your icks in the industry, right? <laughs> and um, in any industry that we're in, there's going to be icks. There's going to be things that just kind of like ugh, rub us the wrong way. Um, I just, like I said, it's like the scammy things when I see things being done for clout that like really annoys me that misguides people in the wrong direction. So what I mean by that is like videos being posted that have like clickbait, right? Like I think I, I actually posted on my story and I got a, a lot of great feedback from you ladies is like, you know, a big thing right now is we all, not all of us, but a lot of us are wanting to build like that hourglass shape, right? Like that's been like one of my goals for all these years. And it's awesome because like you can sculpt an hourglass figure and it's like people use that, that want that demand that women have and they try to like use it for clickbait and to like scam them into things. So let me give you an example. Like say for example, you see a video and it's captioned, like it's like a reel on Instagram, right? And it's captioned like do this core exercise for an hourglass figure. And can I just tell you why this pisses me off? Because ugh, there's no core exercise that's going to give you an hourglass figure. But, and you know, those of us who have been training for a while and who have the understanding of how this all works. We know that, but I, why I get so upset is because I think about the woman who doesn't have an idea of, you know, what to do, right. She's looking on Instagram for help and she sees this video and she's like, Oh, I just need to do this core exercise and I'm good because she, like, how would you know any better? I would think the same exact thing. I'm like, Oh, wow. She has a great figure. She's doing this. Like I should do that. And in reality, like it's really just being posted for clickbait for likes and shares. And it's like, it's not even true. Like it, it's not even an actual fact. And it's misleading women. And that's my, that's my issue is like things that mislead women or things that scam people to like, like, for example, if someone has a really nice core and they're like, Hey, buy my ab plan, $79.99. And it's like, for the consumer that doesn't, that isn't like, you know, that isn't in this industry, right? Like they're just trying to get in shape. Why would they think any differently? They'd be like, wow, that person's core looks great. All I got to do is buy this plan and wow, I'm going to look just like them. And then like, that's not like, that's not the consumer's fault. That's again, that is the, whoever is posting that in the industry, whether it be like an influencer or a trainer or a company, that's their fault. That is false advertising because the reality those that person did not get that core, that shredded core from doing ab exercises. They did it from probably months and years of proper nutrition and hard work and, you know, 
long cardio sessions and strength training, all these things that like aren't included in that, right? They're like, yeah, just just buy my ab plan. So that's really what rubs me the wrong way. And I see that so much more nowadays than I did like years ago. Although again, I'm sure it's still been, it's been around, you know, there's always scams in industry. Um, But I just, to put it simple, I just, I wish that people would cut the shit in the fitness industry and just be real. And like, I'm not saying that everyone has an obligation to help people, but like if you're putting information out there and your main intention isn't to help or inspire or motivate people, like truly, like if your real intention is like, I really want to help people, then like, I feel like you shouldn't be putting that information out there to help people. Like it's okay to post for yourself. That's great. But when you're trying to get people to pay you for things that isn't really going to help them, like that's, that's unethical. And I see it a lot and it's really sad. And like, the thing is like, I know these people are doing this and knowing that like they know that they they absolutely know I did not get these abs from doing this four ab circuit (laughs) I've been working this at this physique for freaking years you know um and that's just like an example I see it a lot with like the booty too since you know big booties are in right now um like all people will send me stuff it's so funny because like women know how like I'll just rant about these types of things where like, you know, BBLs are really big right now. We're pretty much where women go get like a fake booty. And again, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with doing that. That's like a woman's choice, what she does with her body, although we can build them in the gym. So when I have an issue with it is when a woman does it and lies about it and tries to sell quote unquote booty plans or like, or if like a, like a trainer does it and and acts like she didn't like, oh yeah, buy my plan, you know, that's unethical. And I see it so often. It's so sad. And so that's why I just, you know, like I said, it's not like it really, it it makes me mad because I think about the woman who's trying to get in shape and who's really trying to better herself, seeing this fake ass shit all over online. It's like, I would believe that, you know what I mean? Like when you don't know anything about an industry or what it takes to get to where you want to be, like, you're just going to believe what you see. You know, if you see a body that you idolize you're gonna be like wow like you know I'm just gonna follow what she says because like that's where I want to be so um that's my thoughts like I said I think the industry has a bunch of great people it has a bunch of great coaches and people who really help others um but there's also a lot of scammers and a lot of people who um are in it for their own ego um as far and then when I say this I mean like people who are scamming other people and people who are like you know posting things with with the intention of just like getting more traffic and followers and things like that um knowing that like you know that it's going to kind of manipulate consumers or people who don't know better so that's the only thing that really bothers me and like I said I'm sure like you know if you listen to this if you are in any type of industry I'm sure there's things that drive you nuts and there's some unethical things going on it's just I know it's the world we live in but that's my honest thoughts um it's a it's great it's beautiful I love to see people come together but of course there's always like there's going to be bad seeds anywhere we go. And all we can do is educate ourselves. And for those of us like myself and those of you listening who are coaches or those of you who are influencers who put information out there, all we can do is just try to be real and try to educate these consumers or just, just people in general who are like who need help and are looking for help. So, oh yeah. Yeah, like I said, I think one of my friends asked that because she knows how I feel about the industry about like this type of thing and how often I rant about it so it's just funny she definitely just wanted to hear me rant on this um but I could go on and on but like I said it's I'm thankful for it I'm glad that like fitness has a place now especially for women because years ago like gosh decades wild I've been in this industry for a decade 
like when I first started, this was before Instagram, you know, it's like I would get so many like fitness was so taboo for women still like people would make weird comments like oh my gosh you got man muscles yada yada and I feel like that's like yeah we're still gonna have that these days but it's gotten so much better like women are like they're not as scared to be strong they're not as scared to like put on muscle and lift heavy weights and take up space in the weight room like I freaking love that so I'm really thankful for the fitness industry for that for just bringing more awareness and like women finding the confidence to do what they want to do and not be worried about what some dude says or what men or what anyone thinks like I freaking love that um so yeah and this question kind of goes tied in with that myths about myths about online coaching so I thought this was a really interesting question um so gosh I could go on and on with this one too so online coaching I feel like a big thing is that people don't realize how much work it entails. And I hate to say that because honestly, I have a lot on my plate every single day, but it doesn't feel like work because I love it so freaking much. And like, and I'm not, I'm literally not just saying this and I'm really not trying to be corny. Like I'm being dead serious. Like I am so thankful every single day when I wake up and I get to do this. Like I'm still like, <laughs> I've been doing this for years and there's still not a day that I'm like, I can't believe this is my life that like, I get to like help these women and they, you know, allow me to treat guide them along this journey like it's still so surreal to me so I'm very thankful for that um anyway that was like a side tangent but a lot of people just jump into online coaching without the passion for it right and I think a lot of people think like you know and I I don't ever want to like discourage someone from pursuing online coaching it's a freaking awesome career it's an awesome field to go into but you have to have the passion to help other people if your main intention is just huh, well I'm in shape I think I could probably make some extra cash on this like I'm just gonna go for it then no that like you're not gonna be successful in this because people are gonna see that they're gonna feed off that right people like we all under we all know when someone doesn't give a shit about us, right? Um, and someone who goes into online coaching with you know with with an ill intention, with just oh well, this could this could bump up my following, or like hey, this could be like just like a side hustle to make some extra cash, you know. With like if your main intention isn't like I really want to help other people, then it's not the right field for you because you have to be in a really good place with yourself you have to have the mental capacity to listen to others like you know what I mean you have to like have that mental capacity to be able to you know understand where people are coming from understand people's issues or struggles and be able to be empathetic and put yourself in their shoes and actually provide logical solutions that can help them get to their goal and you have to have the right mindset. You have to have the mental capacity for it and the passion for it. If you don't truly care about helping other people, you are not going to like online coaching. And that is just a fact because it, like, this is like a relationship business, right? It's like, we, like we build, like I build relationships with my clients because they're doing a very vulnerable thing. They're putting their health, you know, they're, they're sending me progress pictures. They're putting all these things in my hands and I'm so thankful for that trust. And, you know, and I think that's really important for like any type of coach client relationship is like you have to have trust and open communication on both ends. And if someone is just doing online coaching for the wrong reasons, those people, you're, those clients are going to, they're going to see that they're going to feel like, oh my gosh, like, am I just a number to this person? They're going to be scared to tell you things. And like I said, it's just, it's a lot of work, but it's such a rewarding career. So 
if you're in the right, if your heart's in the right place about and you have the most pure intentions, you'll do great. <laughs> you'll do great. If you have the work ethic and you have the right intentions, you can really thrive. And don't listen to people when they say, oh, this, this, this like online coaches, it's so saturated, yada, yada. Like that's bullshit. Like there's so many people in the world, you know, and so many people need help. Like they need help. And there's so much like, there's so much like misinformation out there. You know what I mean? Um, gosh, if you just read one article and you read another, they all say different things, you know? And uh, so, yeah, that's like my, that's like one thing is like I said, it's, it's not just like, you shouldn't treat it as like an easy side gig to make extra cash because it's not that these people are putting their health in your hands and you need to take it seriously. And I'm not saying you can't do it as like a side job, you know, it's, it's like typically it's one of the things that people start as like a side job. And eventually if they do well at it, they can go full-time with it. Like that's what I did. Um, I never dreamed that I'd be able to go full-time with this. It was like years ago, you know, before online coaching really took off. So it's just really cool what you can do and how you can connect with people. Um, so that's one thing is like I said, it is, it, it entails a lot of work. You have to have the right mental capacity for it. You have to have the right attitude and energy for it, um, to really help people be successful. Right. And you have to, of course, like know what you're talking about and, and have experience with, you know, not only yourself, but, you know, helping others down the road. Um, and another thing too, is I feel like this, this, this is sort of relatable, but sometimes people don't take online fitness coaches or just like online fitness businesses, like serious. Right. So we are all businesses, you know, those of us who do this full-time, even probably some who do it part-time, like, you know, we pay our taxes. We are doing all these things on the back end. Like we are a regular functioning business, just as you would like a cookie shop down the road. Right. Um, and sometimes I feel like because it's fitness and because of the way we put ourselves online, sometimes people don't understand that or like, like, and luckily, like of all the women I've connected with over the years, I'm so thankful that this, like, yeah, of course, like it, it happens here and there, but like, sometimes people don't take your time. They don't respect your time. They just think like, you can just do whatever, whenever. So it's like, they'll ghost you on calls or, um, you know, they'll try to like, just like different things that like typically you wouldn't do to like a normal business, right? like when there's no consequences. So um, that's another thing. But luckily, like, again, I'm very thankful because I think it's just the vibe TP team PPF has. Like, I like we just, like, attract such amazing women. <laughs> and I'm so thankful for that. But I know from other coaches, like, I've, I've gosh, I've seen and I've, I've read horror stories about what has happened to some other coaches and just being ghosted on calls and, you know, people not respecting their time. And just remember, like, any online coach, like, it's like a small business. And I feel like all businesses should always be respected, but, like, especially a small business because, like, that person's working their ass off. And I think it's really important to respect their time um, and treat them just like you would, you know, if you're going to a lawyer, right? Like, or like a doctor's office, like, you need to treat that all the same because they're all businesses, Right. And they're all providing a service or, or something for you um, as well. So that's kind of what I, you know, that's really the only thing that comes to mind as far as like myths for online coaching. It's freaking amazing though. Like, like I said, if you are meant for it and you put in the work, you will do amazing. <laughs> and it's so rewarding. So I, I highly recommend to chase after it if, um, if you're listening to this. And you're like an aspiring online coach, freaking go after it. Like it's, it's such a beautiful thing and it's, I can't say enough about it. Um, so yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I know that was kind of, <laughs> that was kind of long winded. Um, 
And I hope that brings some insight and that kind of busts some myths as far as online coaching. Um, this one was so funny. This is again, another question that a friend asked, because like, I know that I talk about it to her all the time. So <laughs> how often do people accuse you of having a fake booty? So, um, I've, I, I've gotten, like, I feel like I haven't got as many accusations as much, like, at least to my face, as much as like questions of like, oh, it's like your booty real? Like, you know, cause like we live in a day and age where people are like getting fake booties. Like it's, you know, like it's nothing. And so like, honestly, I never, I never like get offended by it. Um, it's always like a compliment. I'm like, wow, thank you. <laughs> Can't believe you think this looks fake. <laughs> um, so obviously my butt's not fake because you can build your booty in the gym. Um, but the only thing that does bother me, like I said, I never, I always take it as a compliment, but it's like, oh, I know how much that I have to freaking eat and how hard I train every single week and how hot, like how, how long I've been doing this over the years to get here. So there's always a part of me that feels slightly like, mm, because like, I'm like, gosh, if only this person knew like how much work I've been freaking putting in. And like I said, it's not like a big deal, but it's like building glutes. It's not an easy thing. And, and like everyone's genetically different. You know, I'm a very like naturally thin girl. It took me a really freaking long time to get here. And I still eat, I have to eat so much food. Like I eat when I'm not hungry, you know, and I train really freaking hard to the point where like, I want to throw up because like, I'm so like, I've been training, like I'm training so hard for my leg days. And like, I love it. Like, I'm not complaining. Like I freaking love it. I love the process. It's not just about like, you know, building glutes, but it's like, I, I enjoy like torturing myself during these workouts and, you know, eating to fuel my body, to fuel my next training session. So so yeah, um, it's always a compliment to me. Someone asked me like, oh, but like, there's definitely been people who have like, who have told me that like someone was asking them like, oh my gosh, like is your trainer a fake booty? Or like people have literally said like, like, oh my gosh, your trainer has a fake booty. Like to like my clients, like she's, she's lying, you guys. <laughs> and I just, I honestly, I can't help but laugh. Cause like, it's honestly the biggest compliment to me. I'm like, wow, that is so amazing. You know, we're all our hard, like we're all naturally hard on ourselves and so I feel like sometimes, again, like when people say to me, I'm like, wow, is my booty like really that big? Like, I love that. <laughs> so, so yeah, I, I couldn't say how often because it's like, I'm sure people have like said things or, you know, behind my back or whatever, but typically I don't really get accused. It's more like people ask, like they just generally ask me and like, that's totally okay to ask me. Um, but it's not like every week or anything like that, but it's definitely happened a lot over the, over the years, especially the last like year, like two years when I really dug in, like got really deep into a growing season. So a growing phase. Um, so on to the next question, this is sort of not really related, but sort of related is cosmetic surgeries, your opinion. And oh gosh, I could just go on and on here. Um, I feel like I keep saying about every answer. So thing with cosmetic surgeries is I feel like people do them without having any doing any research or they do them for the wrong reasons. I'm not saying everyone does that. I will give you an example. Um, I, the only cosmetic surgery I've ever had are breast implants and I still have them. Um, cause honestly you can't, you can't build your boobs in the gym, which really sucked for me. Uh, <laughs> and like my thing is like, you have to be happy with your body before you let yourself do anything like that. Because if you aren't truly happy with your body and you go and pay this money and you get this big plastic surgery done or whatever it may be 
you're not, it's not going to help you. It's not going to make you feel more secure and more confident. Like I said, I was in a really good place mentally where I'm like, I thought about it for, I mean, it was years before I ended up doing it. I really want to do it. You know, it was like something that I just, I would have been felt, I felt more symmetrical. Um, and you know, I worked so hard with my lower body and like my arms and I'm like, gosh, I just, I want this. Like, it's just something I wanted. And like, the thing is, is like, whenever you want something, you don't need to explain it to anyone. Like, honestly, you don't need to explain it. Um, I feel like cosmetic surgery is a personal choice. Now I will say that like, I don't, I wouldn't recommend it to anyone. Like I would never push cosmetic surgery because honestly, women are so beautiful the way they are. Like just people in general, like you don't like, we were made this way for a reason, right? So like cosmetic surgery is not something that like you need to be beautiful and you have to have that understanding. Like my, my thought was like, I'm okay. If I, if boob jobs weren't a thing, I'm totally okay with not like I would be okay. I would be confident as hell still without these implants, right? These boob implants. And um, so yeah, I, I got them. And and honestly, because again, I got them for myself too. Like there was no ill reason for me getting them. Like it was just for me. It was something I thought about for a long time. I did my research, I understood the risk. And you know, I haven't really had any regrets. The only thing I will say is that with and this is just sort of like slightly off topic, but I just want to be honest here. The only like regret that I do have is like just with like larger breast implants, like I really miss sometimes it's really hard to fit in clothes, like tops. Like I really miss being able to wear like cute little like sports bras and tops without like my boobs popping out everywhere. <laughs> Um, because like I'm just not comfortable with wearing like little tops where my like boobs are popping out everywhere. That's just like not me. Um, and so it's the only time where I'm like, oh, I like there's a part of me that like I'm like, I wish sometimes that like I didn't have implants for like certain outfits, right? Um, but usually like overall, like they they work well with my body and like I'm always like, okay, I'm so happy I have these, you know. <laughs> um, but like I said, whenever like whenever people ask me, like, okay, what's your experience with boob job? Like, I'm never like, oh, you should do it. Like, it's just it's one of those things that I would never recommend to someone, if that makes sense. Not that I had a bad experience, but it's like no one needs them. And honestly, a lot of women, like a lot of people end up regretting cosmetic surgeries typically because they do it for the wrong reason. So for example, if you like are going through a really hard breakup or you found out like a significant other cheated on you, or you're going through a divorce or something really bad in your life happened, and you're trying to fill that void with like some type of cosmetic surgery, like that is not the right reason to do it. Like do not do it for that reason, because you you're most likely going to end up regretting it after you do it, after you paid all this money, you went through the recovery and you're like, why the hell did I do that? Like that did not help me at all you have to be in a place where like it's it felt like it's something that you want that you don't owe an explanation to anyone for whatever reason that you want it and you have to do your own research you have to understand all the risk all the potential complications there's a lot every time you go under for a surgery there's a risk there's potential complications you have to talk with multiple doctors like there's so much that goes into it and what breaks my heart is that people will just make such a quick rash decision for something so major right? Because, you know, online, it's like, it's posted all the time. Like I'm all about being honest. That's why I talk about openly, like, yeah, I've had a boob job because I want to be real and honest and be able to, you know, if anyone needs advice or like ask about my experience, I'm happy to share that with them. But I'm also not like promoting it. Like, oh yeah, you guys should totally get your boobs done. Like, wow, it changed my life. Yada, yada. Because that's not true. And like, I just feel like cosmetic surgery is not something that people need. People need to be healthy. People need to eat better. People need to get into the gym. That's something I'm going to talk about that tell people to do. Not, hey, you know what? You should go and get your boobs done. 
um, because no one needs it. It's totally not a necessity. No one needs it. You like, we have to work at being confident in our body and becoming our healthiest self, you know, and going from there. Um, so I hope that that giving some insight, like I said, I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm like against cosmetic surgeries, but I don't promote it. It's just, it's always a personal choice for that individual. And, you know, we all have our own reasonings for why I want to do things. You just have to write, like I said, you have to make sure that you're in the right place mentally and that you're doing it for the right reasons. If you, if you're not doing it for the right reasons, then you have to do some inner work on yourself before you decide, you know, you have to give it more time. It's like a tattoo, right? Like, it's like, typically with a tattoo, like a really big tattoo, it's, it's typically been thought of for a long time. You give yourself a lot of time to make sure like, this is something I really want, right? I'm getting this huge tattoo on my side. I've been thinking about it for six months to a year. Like I want it. I need it. Like, <laughs> not that I need it, but like, you know, I really want it. And, um, and you have to think of it like, it like that, like you need to take it even more seriously than a tattoo because, you know, there's a lot of potential complications and, um, potential like just mental side effects you can experience after as well. So that was really long-winded, but I hope that brings some insight. Um, I, again, we live in a, in a world where cosmetic surgery, it's so easy to get. There's financing options. like It's like anyone can get it. It's crazy. So just be aware of these things and do your research and, and don't rush it because, you know, it's one of those things that none of us need. Um, and just make sure your head's in the right place. So. So let's answer a few more questions. Like I said, I definitely want to do a part two because I know that... Um, I know that these, like, this has been pretty long-winded, especially because I've gone the ones that I go on rants. <laughs> so we'll answer a few more questions for part one. Um, okay, so kind of jumping to a different topic here. Favorite store to buy athletic wear. Now, I will say I am not a big shopper. I am, guys, I'm so bad at shopping. John literally told me the other day, he's like, you are like the worst shopper I think I know. And I'm like, yeah. And I, I will blame a little bit my ADHD from that. But um, I'm more of like an online shopping type of girl. Um, so I will say, like, I'll give you an online store is Navigation is my absolute favorite. It's like NVGTN. Um, if you look them up on Instagram, if, if you're listening to this, shoot me a message. I'm happy to share their page with you. Um, they're great. I love their joggers. If you If you go to my gym, you see me probably wearing the joggers like almost every time I'm in there. Like I have like all the colors because like they're so form fitting and flattering, but also like not tight on your skin, like leggings. And oh, I just love it. They're so flattering. So navigation's amazing. They have the cutest like matching outfits, cutest like sports bras and tops and stuff like that. Um, they have really good leggings too. They have like the type of high-waisted leggings and they like contour your booty. So they're really cute. Um and then, like, as far as, like, I just can't even remember the last time I bought, like, like, gym clothes at a store. Um, but I will say, and, like, honestly, I've only had one thing from here, um, is Lululemon is great. It's so pricey, um, but their stuff is really cute. And I will say, like, I had a pair of their leggings, and they were so flattering and comfy, and I loved them so much, and, like, a lot of people love it. So Lululemon is great, but Navigation is my ultimate favorite. Like I said, I feel kind of, like, weird even recommending Lululemon because, like, I've only had, like, one leg one pair of leggings from there, but I do know that they have really freaking cute stuff, and it's, like, really good quality um, as well. Also, fun fact, if you're a trainer, you get 20% off there. So, like, I went with my niece, and, like, I just showed them – you have to like do some type of, you have to sign up for something. It's free. Um, but I just like showed them my page with them <clears throat> all the trainer and they gave me 20% off, which was really cool. So, uh, so yeah, but navigation is amazing and 
my absolute favorite go-to. Um, most of my gym clothes come from there. And also Amazon is really good too. Um, okay, let's do, let's do two more questions here for part one. Um, more of the, I'll answer a controversial one right here. Okay. <laughs> okay. So this question asks, I love this question because it is slightly controversial thoughts on COVID. Are you vaccinated? Um, okay. So no, I'm not vaccinated. And I personally think that that is a personal choice on for everyone, whether you're vaccinated or not vaccinated, that is your choice. And I think it's important for us to educate ourselves, do our own research and make that decision. And no one should be bashed either way, whether they decide to get vaccinated, whether they don't decide to get vaccinated. That is like such a personal choice in my opinion. Um, and as far thoughts on COVID. So I, I took this as like, maybe potentially like conspiracies and things like that. Um, I'm a little bit of a conspiracy theorist. I'm not going to lie. Now, I'm not going to say like, I, I just don't know enough, right? Like I don't know enough. I don't do enough like digging on this type of stuff to really give a well thought out, educated opinion. Like I'm not even going to lie. Um, I do think that there are some, like, you know, I just, mm, I'm so uneducated on it. I could, I can't even give like a real answer, but I do know that people got really sick from this. People lost their lives from it. Right. And it's really sad. So like, I know that there's people that say different things about COVID, but yes, it's, it's definitely a disease. I mean, it, it affected so many families, so many healthcare workers, and that just breaks my heart. And, um, you know, and again, I think everyone just should educate themselves on this and, you know, decide, and, you know, I know that that's like your choice to decide to be vaccinated or not, in my opinion. So, um, so yeah, no, I'm not vaccinated. And thoughts on COVID is that it was sad. It was sad and it's still sad. You know, it's, it's something that people definitely need to be aware of. Um, and, you know, I could go into this thoughts and conspiracy theories, but like, I just, I don't know enough to even you know, I know what so-and-so said. I know what this person said, what this person, this point this person made. And I'm like, okay, like all these things make sense, but also this makes sense. So like, I just can't give a well thought out opinion. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, So I hope that that, you know, brings some insight there. Um, And so last question that we're going to end this episode on is my biggest ick. Ooh. Okay. Wow. We're about to go on a rant again. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, this would be a great question to end on. So I will say my biggest ick, and I try not to have too many icks, but like, I feel like as humans, like we all, we all have icks, right? Um, I would say my biggest ick is when people don't respect relationships. And what I mean by that is like, they're not respecting their relationship or, and they're not, res or they're not respecting others' relationships. So, um, so yeah, like if you're doing shady things behind your partner's back or, or like, if you know someone's in a relationship and you still try to like get attention from them or try to like be shady with them online or like, like all their photos to get attention or, you know, whatever it may be like with that intention behind of like, Oh, I'm trying to get this person to notice me when they're in a relationship. That is such an ick to me. Like, I'm sorry, but I would just completely think the worst of someone if, if they do that, <laughs> that is just like me being honest. 
Um, I think it's really rude because like you're you're not only disrespecting that relationship, but you're disrespecting those people as well. And if you're in a relationship, you're disrespecting your partner. And I'm just like, I'm really not good with like disrespect. Like I don't like to be disrespected. And so like I I feel like I don't like others to be disrespected like that because I put myself in their shoes, right? I'm like, oh my God, I would be so pissed if someone did that to me. And, and, you know, I'm not saying that like, I'm perfect. We all, you know, like, I'm not saying that I'm like just perfect angel. None of us are right. But it's so easy to respect people. Like it's like, it's so easy. And I feel like if you're doing things like I posted on my story the other day and I got a lot of great, a lot of great feedback. Like if you're posting, um, if you're doing things online, like on your phone that you wouldn't do in front of your significant other or having like, you know, like if you're doing that, then you're kind of being shady. Like, I'm not even going to lie. Um, like, I feel like whatever you do on your phone and like who that you talk to on your phone and stuff like that, you should be able to do right in front of your significant other. And if you can't, then there's something a little wrong there. You know what I mean? Like, of course, every relationship's different and like the boundaries that they set for one another. Um, but yeah, that's just like, that's my biggest ick. And like, I, I'm so, I'm so hypersensitive to it. And I, even on like movies where like someone's cheating, I get so triggered. And like, I honestly don't know why, but it's just one of those things that just really bothers me. And like, I will straight up call people out or like, I will be like, you need to tell that person, like, you need to tell that person's wife, or you need to tell that person's husband, like, you know, like, I'm like, yeah, you need to tell them because no one deserves to be treated like that or disrespected like that. Um, so that's, that's, that's my biggest ick. Like, I just, I'm sorry, but I can't be friends with, or like be acquaintances with people who, who consistently do that, or just like, don't really care of like people they're hurting and things like that. So yeah, that's, that's, I, I mean, I have a few icks, but that's probably my biggest ick. Um, something I've, feel very deeply about um but anyway guys I hope this episode was was insightful I know it's kind of just like so many random questions like I said this is a part one I just you know um I want to do a part two with some more um answers some really good questions I got so like I said if you're listening to this and you asked a question that wasn't answered on this episode I promise it'll be answered on the next one uh I this was so fun I think it's so fun to just freaking rant I love listening to podcasts where people rant about things that like are like that deserve to be ranted about right or where there's like you know something that people feel passionate about and educate others about so so yeah I mean I love these because I think with any type of Q&A you just gotta be unsugared like you can't sugarcoat it you just gotta be real and raw like I didn't write out write out any of my answers these I just read them and went as I (laughs) like go as I went so I think that's the best way to do them anyway you guys have any questions please message me. Please let me know what you thought of this episode. Was it funny? Was it boring? Um, was it insightful? Did you, did you learn anything about me that like, you're like, oh my God, I had no idea. Like, just please give me feedback. I love to hear it. Message me on the podcast page or even my page. Um, if you loved it, give, please give a five-star review on Spotify or Apple. Um, leave me a review on Apple. Every single rating and review helps. And, um, I just appreciate you guys so much. And I'm so excited for next episode. I hope you guys are all having an amazing June so far. And we'll see you guys in the next episode. Thank you.